welcome everybody to another fine, fine edition of Frankensteiner. I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and as always, I have Julie, our EMS, Jubaka. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And then, uh, lastly, we have uh, Gary the Goat Garbutt with us today. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, have... hello, I'm Gary Garbutt. I'm here to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's Steve. <laughs> We're both uh, the greatest trash person, though, so it works out. Right. Is yo okay? So when are you, just when don't are you... ask April how good I am at taking the trash out. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be honest, man. Okay, so we're gonna jump right into it. Last week we're raw. Um, a lot of stuff happened. Seth Rollins, um, Becky Lynch had a match against Andrade and uh, Zelina Vega. Cool. The Miz, Usos, uh, two out of three falls with the revival. Again, another two out of three thing. Um, uh, Bobby or uh, Rey Mysterio had an open challenge match. Bobby Lashley answered, beat the shit out of him. Oh, beat the heck out of him. <laughs> uh, Cesaro defeated No Way Jose, which was something that no one cared for. The Viking Raiders defeat the Justin brothers, uh, Colin and Devin. Uh, United States champion Ricochet uh, beat Luke Gallows and then was challenged to fight. Carl Anderson, which he beat him to. Uh, our new 24-7 Drake Maverick champion is around. Nikki Cross beats Bayley in the beat the, beat the clock mallet, uh, beat the clock challenge. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's a mouthful to say. Uh, so that she could pick the stipulations. So she could pick the stipulations for Bayley versus Alexa Bliss. And then, you know, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre defeated Roman Reigns and Gary the Goat Garbutt. Or Cedric Alexander. Um, <laughs> can okay. So I want to I want to talk about this really quick. This last match, we had we got to cover this. So I was listening to Wrestle Talk, right? And uh, Luke Owens was talking about it, and he was like, he's like, I don't know what their angle was with Cedric Alexander being like, oh surprise, we got you. He's like, dude, you fucking lost the match. <laughs> he's like. You lost. You didn't get nobody. <laughs> That's the same exact thing Meltzer and uh, Brian Alvarez was talking about. Like, why Why did he lose? And then we still have, like, a big reveal. Like, who Who the fuck cares at that point? Right. He's a loser. He's a loser. <laughs> Congrats. No one gives a shit. Dude, you got cleatboard in the mouth. And in the end of that, the last scene I remember of Raw closing out was uh, Cedric was holding his mouth because he was bleeding from it. Like, bruh, what? It's <laughs> like, stop, right. man. We got we got more important things to talk about. Gary Gar Garbutt, whatever. I could have totally done this whole episode as Gary the Garbutt. By the way, don't <laughs> don't question my improv skills. And <laughs> I, I I don't I don't question them. Matter of we, fact, I look forward to them. We could have had a big reveal at the end, like ho ho, guys, we totally got you. It's <laughs> Steve <laughs> freaking got you. <laughs> The biggest loser, a loser town. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus! So, let's uh, let's move over to, to. Is there anything you guys want to talk about this last raw? No, it was painful. Cool. So we're gonna go to SmackDown. Um, Kevin Owens lashes out at Shane McMahon. This actually was kind of cool. I did like this. I wanted. I would say oh, I appreciated that. I agree. I agree. Even though it's very heavy, like duh, we know what you're doing. Obviously. 
um, I didn't mind it because it, it's like, okay, a little self-awareness, I don't mind. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, Nakamura defeats Finn Balor, which was kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, Bailey that, and one, Nikki... that one tossed me a little bit. Right? That one threw me off a little bit. So Bailey and Nikki signed her contract. No big deal. Nikki defeats Carmella. Cool. Um, <laughs> yo, I love that uh, SmackDown Live results says... Insults were slung during the first ever SmackDown Tag Team Championship Summit. Really, like, the biggest thing that was said was when, was it Xavier Woods was like, he's like, Rowan, he's like, besides following, uh, he's like, we're always confused about you. First, or, it's Daniel Bryan, but before it was Bray Wyatt, then it was Luke Harper. Who is your daddy? And it was like, <laughs> That was pretty much about like the only barb that was really yeah. thrown out. Like I don't, I don't yeah. really insults. Maybe like one insult was thrown. Yeah, you know it. it yeah, is what it is. It's uh, ho- it is what it is. It's Holloway. <laughs> so that's what I. That, you know, whatever. By the way, that's 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 what my phrase is now because you know it from MMA. I just say that's Holloway because it it is what it is. It, since it's this catchphrase, I'm like that's Holloway. <laughs> It's just what I've been doing lately. So if you hear it, now you understand. Nope. I'm just going to associate Holloway with uh, spinning back kick, taking bottle caps off. That's how I'm going to associate it now. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, after that, Otis uh, defeated Xavier Woods and Daniel Bryan in a triple threat match. It was a good triple threat match. I just want to put that out there. Um, and then uh, – I love Otis. And then, Dude, and then Ot- we got- Otis and Daniel Bryan are like the perfect opponents for each other. Yeah, I well, first off, like I just in general love Otis. Like I don't know who who. If you don't, you're wrong. Um, tucker, tucker, tucker. Oh my god, it's so amazing! Like, <laughs> I, like I just want to have him. Like, I just want to invite him over for a backyard barbecue, like a backyard barbecue, and just <laughs> no, let him don't. talk. No, you don't. You don't have that much money. You don't have much food. <laughs> no, oh no, it's by it's I'm, dude, listen, I'm just going to tell him, provide your own meat. My husband will grow up. We know I don't eat meat at this house. So, like, Do you guys uh, follow him on, like, Instagram or anything? I've... I used to, but then I had, like, on my one Instagram, but it was acting up. I don't have him on my uh, a little list. You back on one. All he uh, does is fucking grill, and he, like, fills the grill. That's, that's amazing. Crazy. Like, we do that. I mean, but, it's, you know, vegan yeah, burgers. He's probably just eating for himself, not the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's all for him. Oh no, that doesn't shock me at all. He's wait. Remember, it's steaks and weights. That's their name. Steaks, steaks and, and weights. weights. Yeah. <laughs> tuck it in. Tuck it. Tuck it. Um. Also, uh, in this we had a pretty bland match of Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler. I guess it was cool to see Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Finally, I guess we could say that. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got I mean, I was right. Smackdown, and you're not right. even there. Cool. Um, I yeah. We're gonna run down. We're gonna run through NXT really quick. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I've been waiting for this episode since I heard about the whole situation. Uh, Io Shirai showed up, said, "I don't need anyone, and I don't need any friends." And Yo. walked out. The heat that she got when she walked out. On that right, ramp. oh, my I am um, awesome. <laughs> she like there are some people that you can see it fuels them, 
and they're going to do something nice with it. Like, um, to me, Charlotte's a really good example when she's heel. She almost fucking lives on the crowd hating her. Yep. And she's just like, oh, let me have up with being a bitch. I love when, when someone's like, oh, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Boo me. Boo me. I don't care. I'm going to be an asshole now. I am here for what we're going to see out of Shirai. Because if you're not if you're not worried about appeasing the crowd, that means we're gonna we can see anything out of her wrestling repertoire. Which because think- you know, faces try to at least not do shitty moves or harder moves or whatever. I can't wait to see what she pulls out out of nowhere. Because Yo, that's how WWE that match. I can't wait for that match right. with Candice Lorraine. Oh, it's gonna be nuts. The two of them, it's gonna be fantastic. I mean, Candice Candice alone is just a fantastic wrestler. I mean, if you watch her inner I mean, watch her intergender shit. I mean, she's really just a good sound wrestler before she got into the WWE. Some people criticize it. You can suck, you know, suck my spirit dick. I don't give a shit. I like Candice. <laughs> but um, I'm excited to see them having to outdo each other wrestling-wise. Because they both have a good moveset. You know what I mean? Like, performance-wise. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm just all about Io Shirai right now as a heel. Like, I loved her as oh, a yeah. face, but seeing her as a heel, I'm like, good mm-hmm. God, this woman is fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's supposed to be like, and everybody's supposed to be like hating her, but I feel like the heat that I she love got, her. the it's heat that she got was, oh, yeah. I feel like the heat that she got was equivalent to the heat that Kevin Owens and Elias got when they were in Seattle talking about the Supersonics and like, oh, my God. 15 that minutes was of booing. So beautiful. You know, it's funny because like I, I, I heard I heard the the, the I, I referenced them all the time, right? But Luke Owens was referring to it as um the heat that Roman Reigns got after he beat The Undertaker. And he said, um, um I was like, that was that was that was pretty heat. I was like, but it wasn't I was like this kind of heat because I think it was in a closer environment. Like it just felt right. more of an intimate <laughs> hatred towards a person. I was like, this is a much more appreciated heat. <laughs> Luke Owens, come on the show. Yep, come Luke Owens, come on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Owens. Hey, Luke. 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 Luke, boy. You should come on the show. Luke, uh, come on the show, Luke. Luke, 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 Luke. <laughs> He's going to listen to this and be like, nope, now I'm not doing it. Fuck not that. And uh, never mind. Right. Yeah, and <laughs> nope. <laughs> so uh let's let's get through the rest of this right so velveteen dream um said roderick roderick strong didn't deserve a one-on-one experience uh damian priest defeated blanco loco which i'm a huge fan of damian priest i'm not gonna lie i love punishment martinez i think he's the man and seeing him mm-hmm. at um nxt bel-air was phenomenal especially with him and um keith lee so i can't wait to see more matches with those guys Killian Dan cut that cool promo about seeing the horrors of where he lived, which I'm just Yeah, gonna... he talked about the troubles. Yeah, I'm just going to ask. Um, I'm going to ask Nikki. I'm, I'm sure we could dispute this. Uh, Jordan what? Miles defeats Boa <laughs> in a breakout tournament. I have to say, I really do like the breakout tournament. It is a little yeah, fun. I might, have to, I might have to uh, split for a few. All right. That's oh, you good. I'll try and hop back in. <laughs> Bye, um, one. Bye. <laughs> Also, uh, Shayna Baszler uh, wrote off Mia Yim. I I love Mia Yim. She's (laughs) oh my god, she's amazing. I always forget. I I always forget that her and and Keith Lee are in a relationship until I saw it on Instagram the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, 
Yeah, apparently they've been together for like a year or some. Shit. That's news to me. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I had seen it one other time before. If I'm wrong, someone can totally correct me, but I'm like 95 percent positive I saw this on Instagram because yeah. I was like looking through and I was like, what, what, huh? what happy one year? <laughs> what? Like, I mean, that's not the matchup I saw, but love is love. So do what you guys to do, and I'm happy for you. Yeah. Speaking of but Keith Lee, left field, left field. Oh God, yes. Keith Lee's mm-hmm. total promo about going from limitless to an infinity or infinite. Uh, phenomenal promo. I really liked it. Um, uh-huh. William Regal announced that actually. So we're recording this on July seventeenth, um, but last week William Regal announced that Apollo Cruz was going to be on NXT this week. So tonight. Uh, wrestling yeah. Kushida, I was like, yeah. yo, that's gonna be fly. Um, right, right, right. And we'll then watch that after we get out here, the NXT Tag Champions, the Street Profits, who seem to have been called up to Monday Night Raw, uh, defeated Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. So you know that's how NXT wrapped Dude, up. Have you do you do you follow Lorcan on Twitter? No, I need to. Oh my God, he cracks me up like all of the capitals and like. So, what was it? Something about like I think what what was the one you did the other day? I'm let me look this up. It was something about the fact of like posting about going to the gym or something. Let me pull this up because I was I was literally laughing for like I, I want to say it was like a minute, two minutes straight. Let me find this thing because I was dying. <laughs> oh, this was on July 14th. Just got ju- done at the gym. Not gonna post a selfie though because then I have to kick my own ass, and it's all in capitals. <laughs> I it hit me at the right time in the right way that I lost it and I was like what this is why I follow him because just it's literally all capitals I feel like he's just yelling at all of us and I'm like okay Odie I understand you now stop posting it's, up the selfies right like it was it's he's amusing on Twitter all right so moving on from NXT we're gonna jump. Do you want to do you want to jump into AEW? We'll kind of break up this monotonous WWE thing. Yeah, it's probably better because then we can talk about the pay per view and go into Monday Night Raw. So let's talk about some good shit. We're gonna talk about Evolve One Twenty One. Just kidding. Oh. We're not. We're gonna talk. Oh, about- <laughs> I was like, shit. Wait, what? I didn't. No, don't do that to me. We're totally gonna talk about <laughs> AEW's you know, fight for the Fallen. You, you knew where I. You know what I was watching. <laughs> You, um, you, we all tweeted about this shit. I, will, <laughs> I mean, a message about it. I will say that um, Evolve One Twenty One had a f- phenomenal match with Adam Cole versus uh, God, um, Tazawa. It was yeah, yeah. I did, I did catch that one. I, I, there was a couple of people that were saying, yeah, certain matches were really, really good. So I did catch that one, and uh, I caught a glimpse of. Uh, Riddle's match. I yes. didn't watch all of it, but it was good. Um, so. But, you know, you put that against uh, AEW. Sorry. Yep. You, I'm going to watch the Brotherhood versus Young Bucks. You can't do that to me. You can't tell me, oh, evolve or watch Young Bucks versus Brotherhood. Um, I'm going to watch Young Bucks versus Brotherhood. Sorry. Yep. That's, that, that was so true. So let's get, <laughs> into, let's get into this, right? Uh, so our first match of the night, it was on the pre-show. Uh, Sunny Kiss defeated, uh, defeated Peter Avalon, uh, the librarian. Shh. 
Dude, I like that they are so... They are doing this self-awareness about the crowd hating the librarian. Bruh, I'm if so... You, <laughs> Leave if you want... People well, has me laughing. <laughs> well, like, I don't know if you've watched any of the behind the scenes on, like, Road to Fight the Fall and stuff like that, but they had a behind the scenes thing with Peter Avalon and Leva, uh, and Bates. And they were, he was just going on and she's staring at him and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore and blah, 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 blah. And she pauses and she's like, what? I love this. I'm even a real librarian now. Like, (laughs) it is so self-aware about the fans hating it that it makes me like it. Not that I like the gimmick, that I like that they know we hate it. Yes. I'm like, see, that's some Marky fucking shit right there that I'm on. You know our market. Being on the Elite, um, Le'Veon Bates. I think that's what, I think that. Well, she came to Nick and Matt, and she was talking about how much yeah. they were like they were talking about cutting out, and she was like, "No, I really love it." She's like, yeah, that one was uh, a couple episodes yes. prior to to this one because that one was before the the pay per view, just... and this one was after. Oh my god, that's why it was hilarious when after saying she loved it, how when Peter was going off about it when she was like, "I'm even a real librarian now," I'm like, Mom, "Didn't he like?" He's like, "What?" What? What? <laughs> he was just so confused. So good. Yep. I so leave your Bates because state a librarian. Uh, Peter, you got to find yourself a new gimmick. Sorry, bro. Right. Um, B. You're Priestley and Shokoto Nakajima uh, defeated Doctor Britt Baker and Riho. So this wasn't the cleanest match, but I really no. Did there enjoy was a it. lot of communication. There was there was communication problems. I don't know if it was if this makes sense. And this is nothing against Britt. Baker, and I'm not saying she was the problem, but when you had B, Shoko, and Riho in there, um, I don't know if it's because of being a part of the Japanese wrestling scene more heavily. I don't really know Britt Baker's full background. I'll be 100% honest about that. Um, so I don't know if they were able to get the cues easier, but it's almost as if when you threw Brit in there, that's when it fell apart a little bit. That's when some miscues were happening, but they were really trying to cover it up. Yeah. Okay, let me well, put that out there. They were trying to not let you notice that there might have been some timing issues. I'm wondering, you know, like, it's how mainly much of that, timing. I wonder how much of that was due to Brit's concussion. Because it happened. This she, is true. It, yeah, her knock happened pretty early in a match, and she just kind of looked out of it like the rest of the way. So I'm wondering yeah, yeah. if that if they they knew something happened and they just want to keep her off because trying to make yeah trying yeah. to make it easy on her so she was like totally effing herself up. Well, which makes what's sense. Funny is, like you if know. you saw if you saw like after she tagged in, right? She tagged in Rio like she laid on the ground and she was laying on the ground for a good minute. Like it wasn't like she right. got up and was like, all right. Like she I'm she was. I think there's a difference between selling and like really being hurt. And she was on right. that side of like really being hurt. So. Right. You know, our thoughts and prayers go out well, to Britt. We know that the concussion yeah. was actually a lot more serious now than what was anticipated. Because um, I think they said that she's she had just got out the hospital recently. Like it wasn't a day in day out kind of thing. Yeah, it could be a lot of testing because of the fact of high impact sport, you're essentially getting hit by a car. Yep. <laughs> I mean, what do you do when you go into a wrestling ring? You're like, hey, let's 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 essentially get hit by a car. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Woo! Yeah. So, um... It's funny, it's though, entirely, It's entirely possible that it was, uh, for safety reasons, especially since 
I can see the Khan family and Cody and all of them with the higher ups being like, no, well, you get checked out, you get fully checked out. We don't let you do anything until you get fully checked out. Do you think? Because I'm sorry, like the, everyone goes on about WWE's medical, but um, you know, they also have lawsuits going against them. Do you think that uh, now? Nah, do you think that Adam called Cody and was like, "Hey, you guys better, you guys better take care of my baby." Um, I hate you for that. First <laughs> off, <laughs> I'm like really, I'm, I'm surprisingly angry at that one. Like that one so- kind of pissed me off. But no, I don't think he did. Because I think if anybody's going to know that someone's going to take care of their baby, it's fucking Adam Cole. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said it now. Now you're in on the you're joke. Yeah, yeah, I'm in on the joke. But yeah, um, I will say this though before we move on. I was happy to see Bree. Uh, B, I said Bree. Oh, I'm sorry. I will never do that to you again. Oh, I, there was a fucking bell of pop-up that came up on this wrestling thing. Um, <laughs> but I was happy to see B Priestley because I... Recently, I've been seeing her on a lot of Instagrammy kind of things with her and Tony Storm and Will's talk, you know, because that's his girl and yeah. talking about her a lot. So I've been like kind of really looking forward to this match because I haven't seen enough of her and I would like to see more. I like she's, she's kind of a rough bitch. You know yeah. what I mean? She's got that dark, dark, hard hitting Japanese style. So I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, strong style's fun. great. I like her. Strong style's the shit. So I love, I love all these. Listen, yeah, I feel like a match. Like I, I don't know if it's happened or not. I'm, I'm gonna have to go do some research. But a B Priestley versus like Rhea Ripley match would be so fun. Oh, yeah. Just if that's happened, someone let me know. Send yep. us the link. I need to watch it. All right, I'm not so gonna Google it. I'm lazy. We gotta move on. So Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman. Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears or MJF um, defeated Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. I thought this was a great match as well. Um, I wouldn't have put it as like in my top category of like favorite matches for uh, the year, but it was definitely no. Really good. But I'm happy that I'm happy that the the quote unquote heels won. Yeah, that was definitely fun to see. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't get me wrong. I like. This is always okay. This that would be the that's the WWE's problem. So it's always like okay, so and so's gonna win, one two three win. Oh, so and so's gonna lose, one two three lose. I like not knowing. Yep, exactly. Because I like not knowing. I like I like the unpredictability that's going on. You could have made an argument for Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc uh, winning this match, but I'm definitely glad that MJF and uh, mm-hmm. you know Sean Spears. I loved the fact that MJF oh. did that cartwheel and that he looked at Sean Spears and he gave oh, him a ten signal and then flipped him off. Fucking middle like, finger! Oh god, my that god! Was so awesome. Sorry. He's such a good heel. He's such a good heel. Speaking of good heels, like, can we talk about? Can we talk about how awesome? Brandy Rhodes is. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yo. She's <laughs> I love this like let's be real, okay? So they showed a training montage video right on being oh my god, this, we followed the, it. The, the skating part everybody, of it where she got all emotional. Yeah, that everybody bit, bit in. That, that bitch suckered me in and I'm so happy she did because <laughs> that's a good fucking heel right there. Such an awesome... Yo, everybody was girl. like, yeah, everybody. yeah, Brandy! And then Allie yeah. came out and they're like, yeah, 
great match coming up. They shook hands. Awesome Kong's music hit. I was like, oh, you bitch. <laughs> oh, you fucking bitch. asshole. <laughs> yeah. There was the amount of feels I had going on when I went down. I'm like, you motherfucker. You're yeah. going gonna to be that bitch. You're going to you be that asshole. bitch right now. <laughs> you an asshole so for good. that. So good, Brandy. God bless you. Teach some of these bitches how to be a good heel. So, in my, what I wrote as match of the night, right, um, the Dark Order defeated Angelico and Jack and a boy and his dinosaur. Um, I've got to say, like, this was the best match. I'm sorry. I know, I know we're going to talk, we're going to make an argument, a point for the Bucks and the Brotherhood, but this match, we had no idea what to expect. And it, right. was, it could be, it could have been anything or it could have been nothing, right? And or it could have been right in the middle. We'd have been like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. But this match blew the roof off, man. So yeah. um, the Dark Order, or as some people would have known them through PWG, uh, the Smash Brothers. Um, man, like, I just, can we be honest? I, I'm going to say the person that stole the show for me in this match was Luchasaurus. Like, oh my God, yeah. That of man, course. That Luchasaurus man did a is a backflip. <laughs> He's six yeah. foot five. Luchasaurus, like, I, like there are things about Luchasaurus that's my favorite. Like, I think I told you guys about the the fact that he was on Big Brother. Right. Like, there are things about him as a wrestler and a person where I'm just like, I appreciate you existing, sir. Thank you. And the fact that he is a wrestling dinosaur is best. Just saying. I love the I'm, fact I'm, that he always throws out that he has a master's degree. Oh, Yes. <laughs> I'm so like, good, bro. I have a master's degree too, in in health and sports science, but I don't, I don't, I don't talk about it enough. And maybe that's what I need to start doing to be a wrestler. Right. So when, like, when I go to my AUW shows or WCF wrestling, I'm just gonna start saying it. Like, but dude, I have a master's degree, and just see like where that gets me if it gets me anywhere. <laughs> yeah, see if it does. I yeah. mean, Xavier Woods. Look at what he was doing. Right. And he Jungle had an Boy. Angle. Jungle Boy really did a lot of great stuff. Can we, you know, like some of the stuff that these guys were doing in this match, I was like, I don't know where you guys get these, where you where you even dream up the idea of doing these things, and they just pulled them off. It's phenomenal. I just, I cannot harp. If you guys get a chance, please, please, please go watch this match. Um, phenomenal. Uh, the next match that we had, though, Adam Page defeated Kip Sabian. This was kind of a, I'm going to be honest, kind of a blah match for me. Um, nothing super exciting. I know, like, Adam Page was still selling his knee injury. Obviously, Chris Jericho got involved. The pain maker showed up, um, beat down Adam Page. Cool. Um. Right. However, the next match, uh, mm-hmm. the Lucha Bros versus SoCal Uncensored, uh, SCU. God. Lucha Brothers. Man, they, they, they gotta take it to them. <laughs> Cause Lucha Bros... Yeah, I just I don't even know like where to start because like Ray Phoenix is he's not of this world like I <laughs> he's just not I don't know I don't know how he does the things he does but he's not of this right. world at all <laughs> right well that's why I'm I just I'm excited for like uh I'm gonna okay I said you know they defeated SoCal uh pre- I'm gonna preview what they said at the end because this goes into what I'm gonna say. At the end of the match, they brought that ladder out, 
and called out the Young Bucks for a ladder match. And I'm so excited for that match, Cliff. Oh my god, I cannot wait. It's gonna happen at all out, and I'm just gonna like be screaming at my television the entire time of like, Yes! Yes! Get it! Ah! I'm just gonna it's gonna be it's gonna make me feel like back at old school AC yeah, ECW, you know, and like old school like a- a- attitude era, like when you would be like so hyped up and be like, Oh my god, look at this shit. I feel like that's what it's gonna make me feel like because I just enjoy that those two teams take i don't even give a shit if they have a storyline just let them like toss them in any match against anybody fine you know that's one of the reasons why i said like you you put young bucks against brotherhood and you think i'm gonna watch evolve (laughs) so i'm just excited to see them in a ladder match that's gonna be in it's people people it's good there are gonna be times where I think we are going to JR it, and JR is going to even do it himself. Or the by God, I think he's broken in half is going to come out. <laughs> if he doesn't do it, I'm doing it. If he doesn't do it, I'm doing it. Because, damn it, I feel like that's going to happen. We have JR on him. We have his arsenal of freaking stuff. He better says someone's tougher than a $2 steak at this one. I swear to God. Did you, JR, you better JR it. <laughs> did you? What was it? Somebody, he said that phrase. Was it at um, Double or Nothing? He said it? Uh, I think so. I think it was Double or Something. That's why I'm saying, like, Excalibur. I, Excalibur said That's uh, why I said he's got to say that during those that, that, that ladder match. I need a by God. He's broken in half. It needs to happen. Well, I don't give a shit what side. Someone needs to be by God and broken in half. There's got to be that moment, and I'm pretty sure we're going to get that moment all out. I can't wait. Yeah, well, yeah, because this, I just can't wait for all out now. I love the fact that SoCal, like, came out in a Jacksonville Jaguars, oh. like, colors. Um, I'm Dude, like, that yeah. was kind of a cool shout-out to him. Like, if this makes sense, like, okay, I, I know we did, I just went on about Young Bugs, but I do have to give SoCal a lot of props. I mean, I'll watch Being the Elite, and I'm just like, these fuck. I love y'all. You guys are ridiculous. I appreciate you. Um, so, and I don't know why. I'm just I, I, Frankie Kazarian just, I don't know why he cracks me up, but he does. Like, I love Christopher Daly's too, but Frankie Kazarian, this, he's, because he's been in the business long enough, I feel like he's like, oh, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what I'm doing. Now I get to have fun. Does that oh. make sense? I feel like he's having a lot of fun now. Yeah. I agree. Well, because like on Being the Elite, I think it was like two, three episodes ago uh, when they were talking about they're in Daytona. And this, okay, so it was oh, two yeah. weeks ago. They were in Daytona. And they're like, man, this is the worst city ever. Like, really, this city's known for NASCAR, non athletic sports circling around rednecks. I was like, oh, that's the <laughs> greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> right. That's the thing. That, that's why I enjoy them. They're, <laughs> they're really, really good. About and then, and then Chris Daniels goes, yeah, 500, 500 reasons to leave this place. I was like, yes, I love it. That <laughs> like, was dying, man. I thought that was like one of the greatest things like ever said. And speaking of greatest things to be seen, let's talk about how many Meteoras Shima can throw at Kenny Omega and how many different ways he can throw those Meteoras. At Kenny Omega. Oh my god. Kenny Omega defeated Shima, but I would have swore there was a meteorite storm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Shima was like, 
off the stage, off the ring apron, on in the ring, going out of the ring, going to space, jumping out of Cape Canaveral. I don't know. I don't remember how close <laughs> they are from there, but it was crazy. I was like, damn, like Shima made me believe that. And I know Kenny Omega was going to win this fight because obviously he's got a big matchup with John Moxley at All Out. <gasps> right. But Shima mm-hmm. made me believe that this was possibly a match that he was going to win. Yeah, that's the thing that I enjoyed about the fact that I questioned. I questioned the results. Yep. I was like, oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are they really going to pull that shit? I like when I can do that on a match because that means I, I don't have a thing. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt wrestling real quick because I just saw this on Twitter and this is the best headline I've ever seen. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z fans break the record for the world's largest Kamiyamiha at, at Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con. You fucking nerds, I love you. I just have to tell you that. I love you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That is the best fucking thing I've seen on Twitter. I don't give a shit about anything else right now. Okay, let's go back to wrestling. I just saw that and I was like, I gotta shout out these nerds. <laughs> y'all, y'all are God's creatures. I don't care what anybody says. Keep it up. That, I'm gonna have to put that in a hashtag SDCC. Um, yeah. <laughs> great. Oh man, that's actually kind of cool because oh, so, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan too. My yeah, I just happened to see. You look it up on Twitter. That's the world's largest Kamiya. I just that's so good. God bless you, nerds. So Goku anyway, back to wrestling. Goku be so proud. All right. Right. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so Kenny Omega wins obviously with the uh, One Wing Angel. Uh, first victory, first win, actually, on right. AEW. So I'm I, I like that. I like that. I like that he's not, you know, he's not undefeated, you know. It's funny, though, because, like, Chris Von Vliet, right? I, I gave all these different plugs to all these guys who are never even on the show. So Chris Von Vliet uh, had an interview Y'all with the Young Bucks. Y'all motherfuckers better start showing up to our shit. Right. Better start listening. <laughs> so he's calling he had, you uh, out. Giving you shout-outs. Like our stuff. I <laughs> did an interview with uh, the Young Bucks, <laughs> right? And they uh, they were talking yeah. about like how Tony Khan has like final say over everything, even though everybody might agree if they go to Tony Khan, he doesn't like it. Obviously, they don't run with it. But the Young Bucks, Cody, and Kenny are always constantly like trying to put over, over other other talent over them. And uh, instead, he's like, "No, I need you to win. No, I need you to win. No, right. okay, that's fine. Let them win." That's- and that selflessness for the business is what I love. Yeah. That's what I just, I absolutely adore them. Uh, by the way, before I forget, that, that ring setup, I don't know if, I, if you saw this on Being the Elite, but I'm glad that the, that it was addressed. If, if you guys haven't watched Being the Elite on YouTube, the episode around Fight for the Fallen, please do. They acknowledge the fact that the reason... They had the dailies set up the way it did was because Khan was inspired by an episode of South Park, specifically the wrestling one. And I've never been so excited to be a part of a, a part of liking a wrestling organization because if anyone's going to make fun of themselves, that's the best thing. Like they even had the picture on the episode and I was laughing my ass off. God bless you weirdos. Yep, <laughs> definitely. And and to be honest, like that's like the smartest setup, especially for that kind of place. But I love that they did that. And and Tony, I, they did the I interview love afterwards. Yeah, they did the interview yeah. afterwards and they talked about it. So I was definitely appreciative of that. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. So the last match of the night, um, main event, the Young Bucks defeated 
the Brotherhood. Um, what I really loved about this match was the play on everything that happened during on the being the elite. Like I loved, I love Matt and Nick. Yeah, when they're like, I just oh, need my brother, my older brother. Like it's so bad. You guys are such assholes, and I love it. Like the, I love the the newest one when they're pulling it off the and my older brother, and then uh, he's shaking his head like, God damn it, we're still doing this. Yeah. Like, I, I think it was I think it was the last episode where he's like, he's like, Matt, I, I just need my older brother to call us. An Uber, because oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I saw. I think that was not last episode. I think it was or yeah, that was funny as hell. Yeah, I was. Dying. <laughs> I was like, thank you. This so is so bad. good. But you know what? Here's the thing about that, and then we'll go back. Now this brings us back into the wrestling. the The fact that they are good friends and they're able to pull shots like that, you know, but you know, get slightly ugly, but not too ugly. And it's still have a great match, and it doesn't seem like they're carrying it over to where all of a sudden now we gotta worry about. Oh no, the upper management hates each other because that's something the WWE would fucking do. They would just be like, run with the fact that now, oh no, all of a sudden the Young Bucks can't respect the brother. No, they would have ran with that. It would have been stupid. I I enjoy that there was the playful shit talk, but not to a level where it was unnecessary. Right. There was humor. And you had two great teams that they they did a that match was pretty damn good. Like I've been wondering like how that would go. I, I'll be honest, I love Dustin, but I do get a little worried about him because again, fifty, you know what I mean. He's got a lot of younger guys in there, but uh, it was he did fantastic. It was I, amazing. I, I well, I mean, realistically, he had a really tough match with Cody. Yeah, and you're gonna go like the next month and do something like this. I it, realistically, I'm not, I'm not expecting my wrestlers to be superhuman like the WWE expects them to be, and that's how everybody gets. So I was a little concerned of like, okay, how you doing, buddy? You know, you got you biffed. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like so I was, I, I, you know, I want to know how how you're gonna, you know, I know it was like. Now the last pay per view, the pay per view before that was the one that they had that match. So sometimes if you get if you had a rough one, it could, but you couldn't tell, you couldn't tell, and that's the thing that I love about it. I love that Dustin gives a middle finger to Age, and says, "No, I'm still good. I'm still Dustin Road. I'm still, I'm 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 still the 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 god of wrestling's prodigy. I mean, I'm sorry, like Dusty Rhodes is, is one of the gods of wrestling." There's yeah. there's a Mount Rushmore, he's on there of wrestling. I don't give a shit. I will literally physically fight somebody if they tell me that Dusty not on the that 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 gods of wrestling thing. And so to be like fuck it, I don't give a shit. I've got I've got it just like my daddy does. So good, so good, so proud of them. They did so good for wrestling. even though they lost. They did fantastic. Well, there was a sequence in there where. Uh... The I think it was the Young Bucks were faking the super kick and then they hit the ropes and came back hit oh. with the uppercuts and then yeah the brothers came back and hit them uh, and then the Brotherhood came back and hit the Young Bucks with the super kicks. I was like, yeah, no, that was there was like great sequence like like that everywhere. Everything yeah. had a play in it. It was so cool to watch and you know you're right. I mean it was a great match. I didn't care who won and who lost. It didn't matter to me. Yeah, 
Um, That's the thing that I want out of my my matches. And I think this thing that WWE's kind of forgot. I think they might get back to it with the fact that the management change. Yeah. But that's the thing they forgot. They forgot that you don't always have to know who's going to win. You don't always have to predict it. It doesn't have to be predictable. I don't give a shit if good guys always win, bad guys always lose. Or, you know, you get on these, like, high horses where you're, like, all up the heels' asses. All you do is put titles on people who don't deserve them. Preview for the next pay-per-view. Um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> but no so you know and the show the show ended obviously they gave that check for $150,000 to you know supporting uh was it gun violence like the there was uh violence. yeah I can't remember their names Farrah and Farrah yeah there was for gun violence it was specifically for the the victim Jacksonville airport shooting yeah the airport yeah Sorry, so, I couldn't think of the word airport. I was like, where planes and shit go? Hanger. Yeah, I, you know, it, okay, if I say the word hanger straight up, it's because I loved this movie when I was little. I think of Mommy Dearest, and I immediately started, like, in my head, I just hear, No more, will you hang God, <laughs> I would fucking hate to be your daughter. So, but well, you know what, though, too? I will also point this out. If, if you, if, no one watches at the very end. I love that freaking Kenny Omega thought they were off the air and got the crowd to say boing. I don't think I've giggled that hard at stupid end of wrestling shit. That's the stuff I missed back in the day. You know, back when Raw would go off the air, you'd have stuff continuing, not just a dark match. You'd have right. storylines. I mean, how many freaking... There, remember that one where it was like freaking The Rock took a million freaking uh, stunners because him and Stone Cold would just drink beers at the end of Raw. Oh yeah, you know, oh, with yeah. the crowd still there. I like, I, I love that there was still the thank you, good night, thank you for coming, the interaction. I miss that. It's so personable. You know, I hate the fact that if it, sometimes the way WWE makes it, they make it so sterile. It's well, it's so packaged. It's so nerfed. You, sometimes you don't even feel like, the, and I know it's not the superstars' fault. Sometimes you don't even feel like the superstars give a shit if you came there. You don't even think they give a shit if you make it home safe. That's the thing I love about indies, and I love that AEW brings that indie feel backwards. Hey, we're appreciative that you're here. Make it home safe. Thank you for coming. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I know the WWE does something like that in their live shows. I've been to enough. I've been to Raw tapings, I've been to SmackDown, I've been to pay-per-views, but it's not its not like what it used to be, and its I'm glad that AEW does something. I'm, I love feeling like the what I'm putting my money into, what I'm spending my time with, gives a shit that I'm watching. Right. Well, let's jump into it. So, yeah, let's go Sunday. to the next pay-per-view. So Saturday oh, night, focus. Fight for the Fallen. Sunday, WWE has to respond with Extreme Rules, and I'm not going to lie, kind of felt like they did. Um, they, I would, thought I mean, was a up, really great show. up until a certain point, like there was, and you'll understand where I'm going for this. Yeah. We'll talk. About I was it. very, yeah, I was very excited. And then they did WWE what did what WWE does best. We have a fantastic freaking show. Let's fuck it up. And That's- it's going to be at the end. So everybody leaves with a bitter taste at the end. That's the thing that they do. They can't just do a bitter taste <laughs> at the beginning. So you can have the card make up for it. Nope. Got to do it at the end. 
All right, so let's jump in. So we had the pre-show, right? Um, and this was crazy because I missed this match. Uh, oh, Nakamura yeah. versus Balor, which you would have thought if you saw this match up, you would have been like, oh, yeah, 50-50 booking. Balor's going to win. Then they're going to have their match at SummerSlam. Uh, no, Nakamura's won. Right. Two Kinshasas uh, finished off Balor. Uh, so really crazy. So new Intercontinental Champion, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Good. Uh, WWE uh, Cruiserweight Champion Drew Gulak defeats Tony Nese. Good match, good match. I love that Gulak. Yeah. Gulak won. Good match. Um, and it was something I, I kind of thought something was missing. Um, and maybe it was the fact that Ali and Murphy and Cedric has set the bar so high that right. these guys are just trying to push. They're trying to catch up, and it's it is really damaging. So the you know the the brand split really fucked up a lot of shit. Um, but then we got in the first match of the night, which really kind of shocked me. Uh, the Undertaker and Roman Reigns defeating I Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Shocked at this placement. Yeah. I was honestly, I mean, it makes sense because Undertaker's got to go better because, you know, the nap is real. But, like, <laughs> I was a little shocked that this was the first match. I would have thought at least it might have been, like, if you're going to put it on there, maybe, like, co-main event. Switch it with the Aleister Black and Cesaro, maybe put them first. Yeah, and then make it like the third match on the main main, at least. So then you have, I mean, because the Undertaker match was like what seventeen minutes. Yeah. If you'd have slipped, if you'd have flipped the Aleister Black, you got like a ten minute match, and then a twelve minute match, a twelve thirteen minute match with the revival uh, that's right after, which I obviously am previewing this. Um, I think if they would have placed the timing, it would have. Not felt as weird. I think I, that's the problem of why I I I don't know if I liked this match. I, it felt no, fucking I, weird. I love this match. And I I like the placing. I like looking back. I like the placing, right? Because obviously you're trying to start I, off hot. Who else is going to start this match off hotter than when you get the Undertaker damn. to come to the ring? So it made a lot of sense. Um, I love. The I way mean, it this does. Match it's structured. Just, I, I hate don't, that. Well. I don't. I didn't mind the match itself. It's more of I think the fact that I don't. I, I get why they put it on the placement, but it. I don't know. I think I honestly think what it is. Fuck. I think that's really why I'm just this match made me feel weird. I'm just fucking tired of Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon go. Well, that's, that's what, what all I think. this is. It was I cool think it's you... really what all. I think that's honestly why I'm being all weird about this entire match. Is it has nothing to do with the timing. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just I keep seeing Shane McMahon's on fucking name on on a match, and I'm going, God damn it! Why are you Triple H? Yep. Well, and so let's be honest, right? So um, three things that stand out in this match. Uh, mm-hmm. One shitty tag team name, Graveyard Dogs. Oh Although, my god! Not the worst. Not the not worst. Not the worst. It could have been worse. It could have been, been a thousand worse. times. Thank God. Two. Thank God. Undertaker definitely made up for that match that he had at the Saudi show, right? Uh, I don't igno- I don't acknowledge that match. So yeah, did it, yeah, he had a it, good match. It's there. <laughs> um, we don't have to acknowledge it, but it's there. I'm just um, joking. Uh, I, I I agree. Nope. He made up by and isn't he been like leaning heavy into the DDP yoga and shit now? Yeah, sort of. Been like DDP, DDP is just fixing everybody that's broken. And then lastly, shit. um. This was a final shot, um, and I did want to give credit where credit's due to the production team. That shot of Drew McIntyre standing behind Taker, getting ready to hit him with a Claymore. I was like, this yeah. is going to be awesome. And then I totally forgot Roman Reigns was going to come and do the spear. And uh, 
No, yeah, I guess, but I was like, yeah, it was the right they, move. They like to, yeah, that was a good one. I if this makes sense, I uh, yeah, I think if you just took Shane out of it, I would have fantastic. Time. If you gave him somebody else, Drew McIntyre and somebody else, I just get tired of seeing Shane um, everywhere. I'm just yeah, I'm just tired of seeing him everywhere. I'm tired of seeing fans everywhere. You know, because like Kevin Owens pointed out. Uh, pretty sure everybody remembers when they came out said things are gonna change and now they've shoved goddamn son down my throat <laughs> so uh, we're gonna stop talking about this match because Julius thank god Julius my, my, my brain I can feel an aneurysm happening yep. I don't want so, that please Raw Tag Love Team me. Champions Raw Tag Team Champions the Revival defeated uh, the Usos pretty good match I don't really want to talk that was a lot good about match. it I want to talk about this one though Aleister Black <sighs> Cesaro this is my match of the night. I know a lot of people are going to have a lot of things to say. Whatever. I don't care. The one-two to the black mass was fucking amazing. Yep. But let's not put – let's give credit where credit is due. Cesaro did amazing shit in this match. Picking up Aleister Black. Hit him with the European uppercut. Uh, right. Catching his flying knees and then hitting him with the uppercut. Like Cesaro was like doing everything in this match, and it was right. amazing. I'll be honest. Well, I'll be honest, like, when Cesaro and, and you know, Cesaro has been, was doing his singles and stuff, and I I always think about that, and I remember when Aleister Black came up, that was one of the wrestlers I had said that I thought would be a very interesting matchup, just like myself, like, when Aleister Black came up with NXT, just in general, when he joined the company, I'm like, oh, I think those two wrestling styles would be interesting, yeah. considering that uh, Aleister Black is a giant. So, um, and he, but he doesn't wrestle like he, he wrestles like he's tall, but he doesn't wrestle like a tall guy. Does that make sense? Yep. Makes you know, sense. how the, yeah. And that's cause there's some times where they're like, Oh, big off. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but he knows that he has a height advantage and he uses it properly. Well, it's and funny so like... I wanted to see how that would match up with someone that would exploit it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I was going to say the Dutch Destroyer versus the Swiss Superman. But you you make, you make bring up, like, an excellent point, right? That big guys don't have to wrestle like big guys. Clearly we saw that. Exactly. With, uh, Fight for the Fallen. Luchasaurus was doing backflips and heel kicks. And yeah. He was doing, like, hurricanes if he wanted to. A, yeah, I think that's a really big problem. And this has been a WWE problem for a long time. And I like that there are people pulling out of it that um they don't let big guys wrestle like they aren't just a monster or a beast or a giant and look at you everybody's so little blah 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 blah. no it almost fucking babies them like i'll tell you right now if braun Strowman could do backflips like a freaking lucha luchador i would be on that i would yell at vince mcmahon personally to his face and say if i don't see that big bastard flip around i'm punching you right in dick (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I want to see the big bastard flip. So I like when somebody, it doesn't matter their height, they had the athletic ability and they use it. And they and they also don't abuse it because that's another problem too. There are some people because there have been fat, there have been like some big fatty motherfuckers that could do some shit that do it right. But then there's other ones that like, oh, look at me. I can jump off something and do it. Okay, I get it. That's fantastic. But the novel is starting to wear out that you right. do it. There's some people that exploit it. It's all about knowing when to use it and how to use it. 
And Alistair, with his tie, with his height and his length and his legs, because he uses the kicks, it works for his entire move set. Like, you oh, know la- length, length. Hold him. No way to fold yeah. him. What you're saying <laughs> in wrestling. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's really what it is. It's just you got to know what your what you have. And so I, he does. He knows, like, oh, this my kicks work for what I do. Yeah. And it looks good. It does. Because there's people where they do, like, kicks like that where they look stupid. Well, I like the psychology side of it, too, where, like, Alistair yeah. kept attacking the legs. And then, like, towards the end of the match, Cesaro couldn't get his offensive in because his legs were always being chewed up. We talk about yeah. all the time on we talk about it all the time on get the KO about what you do in the uh, fight. But <laughs> um in this match I particularly like it really it really sold and what I really liked too was the ending sequence where Alistair hit him with a kick to the leg, a punch to the face, and hit him with a black mass and then like Cesaro dropped. Like I just thought it was a great sequence. Big shout outs. Match of the night for me. And I just gotta that, yeah, no, I can understand that being match in the. I can't p- choose match in the night anymore for WWE. AEW <laughs> stole all my matches tonight. Sorry, guys. So let's <laughs> let's move over to the next match. That is great. Uh, Bailey did defeat Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, even though they had like all these crazy things going on. But I will have to say though, um, Alexa Bliss, I'm not gonna lie, looked looked good in this match. Um, I yeah. do like the fact that the fact that. The twisted bliss got countered with the fly, uh, with the knees by Bailey, and then Bailey ended up getting the win. Uh, not even a fluke win; it was just like a solid win, clean win in the middle of the ring. Right. So, big ups to her. Uh, then uh, I'm not gonna lie; this was another fun match. Two big guys just battling it out, right? Braun yep. Strowman defeating Bobby Lashley in this last man standing match. Um, obviously, it was a gimmick part, but I love the fact that they went through the quote unquote. They went through like this the the fan area. <laughs> Oh, and my. then, like, but how much of a badass yeah. did Braun Strowman look <laughs> punching his way out of the drywall? Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, that like <laughs> stupid, like, oh my god, at the very end, like, got up and he was like, oh, you're like, okay, really? You blocked off an entire fan exit so you could put a fake cardboard and pipe and draping up. Oh, I was WWE. Okay <laughs> I was like, oh, WWE, you're fucking adorable. Yep. <laughs> like, just let him fall on the, just let him fall on the cement. You guys got to pay their insurance by now. <laughs> Start doing it. Yep. <laughs> so big match. Um, but yeah, they brawled everywhere in this ring. Yeah, they did. They, it, it was, was cool. it was a good last manning. It was a good last man standing. So then, uh, so we got to talk, uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan and Heavy Machinery versus the new, uh, and the New Day triple threat match. Uh, for the tag titles, the SmackDown tag titles, and your new champions, the New Day, winning their boys. sixth tag team title. Like, that's actually really cool. I really do like this. I know we've talked about, we've gushed a lot about the New Day uh, winning, but let's be real. I will always talk about the New Day winning. Daniel everything. Bryan doing the backflip off the turnbuckle to get yes. caught by Big E in the Midnight Express was Phenomenal. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an AJ a AJ feeling kind of moment. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yep. <laughs> um I I also, like I said, I've been wanting for the New Day to get the tag titles back. So Kofi and the New Day, all like all of the New Day. Well, I said the New Day. Kofi, Biggie, and Xavier, all of the New Day. Let me rephrase that. I know better. Don't yell at me on Twitter, you fucks. Um 
I I can't. I said I wanted them to all have gold because I swear to God, y'all can tweet this at them because that's a great marketing. If there's not a gold edition of Bootios, <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed. You can, special gold edition. You can make gold edition stuff now because they all hold gold. I'm telling you, marketing pitches. You can put the new day and make it gold. Oh, let's look at our new day. Our new day figure. We Dick put Cozy. some gold on it. Let me, let's get our bootios. We put some gold on it. Let's get some, a new horn. We put some gold on it. I'm just saying. I'm just Dick, saying. Dick Kofi Y'all win. need to hire me. I got Dick you. Kofi I, got you. I don't remember covering that part. Did Kofi win? I don't remember. No, I did he? Oh wait, I, I don't even, yeah, I did. He did. Sorry, I was like, wait, I I kind of previewed. <laughs> well, mind you, mind you, even though at the time of the pay per view, they were all two champions at the same time. So Yo, fuck we it. were we were talking about it. We were talking about it a lot. It was definitely kicked around, yeah. and you've kicked it right. I agree. You've kicked that idea around a couple times. I'm telling golden, you, it's such a bootios. good golden bootios is such a good idea. Now that they're all champs. Yep. Come on, fam! I got you. It, I got you, fam. Champion Budios. But I don't. I would buy like. I'd buy it. I'd straight up, straight up. <laughs> so, I got you, fam. So, uh, Ricochet lost his uh, United States Championship to AJ Styles. So, unfortunately, uh, but it is a big but win for. Uh, it's kind of cool too kinda- that the club have a title now. A title they have now. a single title, right? So, so big ups to them. I, uh, I mean, you know. AJ going back to being a prick. Good job. I like it. Whatever. I mean, I don't mind prick AJ either. I think he knows how to do it. So I don't mind. I'll get you what you got to do. Yep. Make damn money. Um, so an unscheduled give him, match. Give him some storyline. Un- unscheduled match that happened. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, hit a oh my God, stutter this. on Dolph Ziggler in 17 seconds and won the match. Cool. <laughs> That's all Waste, we talk about. but cool. Uh, WWE champion Kofi uh, Kingston defeats Samoa Joe. I am. Yes. So see, it's official. Bootios, golden edition. Bootios. Not fucking playing, y'all. I'm not joking. Bootios, golden <laughs> edition. Help your fam out. Send us a free box. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> now it's your girl. The following is a paid sponsorship. Let's take a minute to talk about PodCoin. You love podcasts. You listen to podcasts. You're listening to your favorite podcast right now. So why not get paid for listening to podcasts? PodCoin, available on the iTunes and Android Marketplace, is a simple app. Download it. Subscribe to your favorite podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, in fact. And get paid for listening. If you download PodCoin right now, and use the code FRANKEN, you will get 300 free PodCoins just for signing up. And you can use those for Starbucks, you can use them for Amazon, or you can use them for charity. Now you accrue PodCoins virtually from any podcast you listen to. So go ahead, go download PodCoin, earn some coins, subscribe to Frank and Culture, and get paid! Let's let's jump up, right? Jump up. So, mm-hmm. so let's get into the final match of the night, right? So Seth Rollins uh, and Becky Lynch uh, have a match, have a match against uh, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, who apparently you can get stuff stitched on, uh, embroidered on your ass, where you can have Seth's name on your ass. Um, 
And it was kind of a weird camera angle, too, that they did on Lacey Evans, where she, like, stuck her ass out, and they just, like, zoomed in really close. I was like, this is some Attitude Era shit going on. Yeah, there was... Yeah, this was a match that happened. So we don't have to really talk about this match very much, because there wasn't really much to it, and the crowd was really dead on it. Yeah, if this I'll say this. This was a match that should not have been booked. They, I, you're, you're, I, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Okay, John and Nikki aren't together again, but you don't need to shove another couple down a throat. I'm just saying, just right. fucking saying. So the fact that they that they're shoving them down our throat with this man, and if they like it, that's fine. But I'm telling you right now, you're you're sacrificing your damn careers in the process. Because right now I could give a shit less. I'm happy that I'm happy about what happens next. I'm not happy about who about who, but I'm happy that what about the results. I'm just done. I want Becky to lose her title too. If I'm if I'm gonna have these two shoved down my throat, I don't want them holding up the title scene. Right. Sorry. Like I I like them both. I do. I legitimately like them. But I I could have totally done without this match. The only thing that was interesting about it to me was the fact that they were ballsy enough to and and we didn't bring this up, so I'll bring it up now. So they were ballsy enough to have Baron. Car- pull and move on on becky lynch that was interesting because i didn't see wwe being ballsy like that because they don't they they get stupid where where they decide to be ballsy like you know several pay-per-views uh at at, at saudi arabia even though the fans are adamantly against it but this was a ballsy move where i'm like okay so that was interesting to me other than that i could give a shit less this made I'm at the point where I'm like, God, give the titles to somebody else, and if you want to shove them down her <laughs> throat like John and Nikki, do it. Give them their own show, and then I can stop giving a shit about it. Right. Because if you're going to sacrifice their wrestling career in the process, at least let me know. Right. So, as you mentioned, right, they, they won. They retained their titles. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. End of days was hit on Becky Lynch, but uh, mm-hmm. Seth lost his cool. Uh, Lacey ran away after, like, breaking a kendo stick and a chair getting broken over uh, Baron. Uh, but... Oh, and three curb stomps. Um, but mm-hmm. what made this better was that Brock showed up. And when Brock showed up, the crowd came to life. Um, yeah. I think everybody was expecting something different to happen. I don't know what like everybody was hoping was going to happen. But I think the right thing happened. Brock just won. One F5, called it a day. And uh, right. I think that was very necessary. I, I'm not happy about Lesnar, again, holding a hostage title. I mean, holding a title but I, it was that needed to happen. There, something needed to happen at the end. Of, like it was the end of the night. I was like, oh, up until the like the Kofi Kingston Samoa Joe match was really good. Seth Rollins, like once once the Rollins Lynch match and Corbin Evans match started, I was like, oh, okay, so this is where you just want the fans to start turning off the WWE. Is that is that it? Because that's what you guys do and on Raw. That's what you used to do on Raw in your third hour. That's yep. when your drop-off would happen. It's because you stopped giving a shit about the end of the show. Um, I'm not saying that none of these people didn't know how to wrestle. It just it wasn't interesting. I'm just happy that Brock saved us. And I never thought I would say thank you, Brock Lesnar, for saving <laughs> us from what the hell I was watching. Because I'm not happy about him winning. It's once again Brock Lesnar with a title. And blah, blah, blah. The only way they'll make me happy about this is if Matt Riddle randomly comes up and just takes the title off of him because that would have been hilarious. Oh my god! But like, awesome. right? I think it'd be hilarious if just Matt Riddle comes up uh, on a whim as an open like Paul Heyman does. No, 
if Paul Heyman, just saying, you could take this idea as well. Paul Heyman does an open challenge, not next Raw because it's not this Raw coming up because it's a Raw reunion, but the war after that, do an open challenge. And that's when you call Matt Riddle up because he's up. He got called up. He posted it on Instagram, I think it was, or Twitter. And that's what you do. You have him just one off winning the universe title and everyone gets a cheap pop and then he can lose it easy as shit. But at least it's off Lesnar and it, it would be an interesting Monday night. You know, that's yeah. the only way I'll enjoy this run. <laughs> Get the title off him quick. Don't well, don't hold it for another however. Met- yeah, I mean, I'll be- I would I, I'm be surprised if that stuff happens. Um, oh, it won't. It will absolutely not happen. None of my predictions of Matt Riddle getting that title will ever ha- happen right away, but it'd be awesome. What a knee bar, bro. That's all I keep thinking about when I think of Matt Riddle now. Oh, my um, God. That was uh, – God bless you, Matt Riddle. That was amazing. So moving into Raw, right? So this would have been two nights ago on the 15th. Um, the post-pay-per-view Raw. Yeah. Post extreme rules on our, on on the road to SummerSlam, as my as uh, somebody said it, Cole, um, Paul Heyman and Universal Champ came out. They dressed uh, like the end of Extreme Rules. Cool. Um, what I really liked though was when Ricochet's music hit, and as he was like running down to the ring, uh, Lesnar was like staring at him, like who the hell is this guy to come out when I'm walking? But didn't matter. Uh, right. Ricochet and the Usos defeated the Raw Tag Champs, the Revivals, and Robert Roode. Why Robert Roode was there. Uh, your guess is as good as mine, guys. So. <laughs> yeah. They needed some random dude to take the fall. And apparently that was the guy. So it is what it is. Um, right. Then the Viking Raiders defeated two guys who forgot their names after they got put through the Viking experience. Um, cool. Uh, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, def- I, 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 by the way, I love that if you look it up online, it just says. It said, what does it say? It says local talent. <laughs> oh, on the WWE page, it's got Vinny Gruner and Jackson James. That's the name. Uh, of the okay. Yeah, I was, I, uh, I have, uh, K-Shine <laughs> seat was the one article I pulled. I like where I like their uh, summary sometimes. Less reading, good summaries, good job, guys. <laughs> Sweet, uh, <laughs> Cedric Alexander. Cedric got the fluke win over uh, Drew, which I don't understand that because he he didn't win the week before. Like we talked about that, right? Um, you know, shout outs to the goat. Um, who wasn't the goat? He yeah. lost. He I mean, the, the the backstage promo wasn't bad. So and the match was either. So, I right. mean, like I, I have to agree with um, with the article that was that I had popped up. Uh, they had said that it's good. It's why did it take so long to feature Alexander in a meaningful position on Raw? And I have to agree with that. Why did it take this long? The f- crowds went nuts for him after the Cruiserweight Classic. You know, right? So. I'm glad that they're putting him in something. It might not make sense, but at least. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, that's how. I, that's, that's the optimism I have to take with certain people. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about the greatest thing that ever happened. Um, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor had a match. And the match was decent. Um, 
but a roll-up is what caused uh, Finn Balor to lose, which I thought was kind of funny because Samoa Joe has been known for getting rolled up and getting beat. So Finn Balor lost. Samoa Joe attacked him. Finn Balor came out on top. Finn Balor's doing his thing. Yep. And then the way the WWE sold it was like, it really felt like a carnival. You know, Um, lights go dark. And then strobe lights start hitting. And the Fiend is in the ring with Finn Balor and Sister Abigail. Um, And then he hits Sister Abigail and stands over the top. And I could have done without commentary for this, <laughs> honestly. Um, I'm going to be straight up honest. I could do without commentary. I, okay. I don't mean that rudely. It's they have so much talking in the ring. I don't need the fucking talking on the overheads. But that's just specific to WWE. Well, it's funny you say say that. We'll side we'll sidebar this for a second because I want to finish this this part up and then we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um. So Bray uh, attacks Balor. Um, and hits it with his sister Abigail, uh, but commentary wise, like Michael Cole's in there, like, what is it? Is it who it is? Who, who could it be? And then Corey Gray was like, that's Bray Wyatt. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. That's what I is. mean. Like, I'm like, but it was something. So again, uh, I don't know how he gets all these interviews. So Chris Von Vliet was interviewing, um, JR, right. And. JR said it. He was like, I don't like when you're trying to give me a background story when there's action going on in the ring. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't help anything. He's like, call the match. He's like, if there's something yeah. crazy going on, don't be all like, what? Who is that? What? What? Oh, and then like you just randomly hear like, yeah. So apparently like he was a medical student at, at Youngstown. Like dudes getting dropped in the middle of the ring by a dude in a clown mask. What the hell are you talking about? Right. <laughs> like, but, I understand banter. I do. Um, I just think WWE gets out of control with it. Oh, yeah. Like, they don't... I, I supposedly... When they do the... They're supposed to get more sports-y in their, in their announcing. Because I remember seeing how DC had that, uh, that audition... Yeah. To be a commentator for WWE because they wanted to have it more sports driven. I'm sorry, I just do not see the WWE being able to do that. Now, now I do not see Cole being able to pull that off. Cole loves to talk. He Cole does. loves to talk about shit you do not care about. Yep, but the things that don't matter. But it's yeah, like I do, I do, and he loves to let, add the word vintage on the goddamn everything. I do not see Michael Cole. Vintage. Yeah, I do not see Michael Cole being able to straight call a straight call a match. I'm sorry, I'm not saying that he doesn't know how to do it. I just don't see him doing it. It's because he doesn't do it now. The, I, and I get it, W. I get it. Vince is the one that that puts everything. But you can straight kiss the fattest part of my ass if you think Michael Cole doesn't have enough pull in there because he did a great job pushing out a lot of people that were commentators. So you can't tell me that Michael Cole, Mr. Badass himself, that likes the ass backstage, can't go, uh, I'm not doing this. I'd like to call it more straight. He could. He just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. Well, and this was, let's, let's caveat that, right? This was the first yeah. show supposedly that Paul Heyman was running behind the scenes. So yeah, it, it, it is at that point where I got to say that. Um, but let's jump into this, right? So Zack Ryder um, defeats uh, Mike Kanellis with a vintage uh, Rough Rider. So 
in less than a less than a minute, and they made it known that it, that the victory was less than a minute. And Maria Canellis let Mike know that I stood a better chance of being in the ring than you did, and our unborn child stood a better chance in the ring. And uh, I said this in the chat room. I still strongly believe this. This is the f- further burial of Mike Canellis, and that sucks because. He didn't do anything. Well, he did. He did something to get himself put in this position, but it sucks that he's being put in this position. Like you're just trying yeah, to I uh, so stupid. So the club I defeated Lucha it. Party, Lucha House Party. I don't know if you saw it or not. <laughs> That's literally how we're gonna segue what? into hard segue. The club defeats Lucha hard House segue. Party. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, I. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Zack Ryder's. I, I'm glad Zack Ryder got a win. I don't care about Mike Canellis getting a loss because they just keep burying so him. And I don't really care. Meh. Over the Thank you. So let's talk about this for a second, right? So the club wins over Luch House Party. Cool. Yep. Natalia is battling Becky Lynch at SummerSlam for the um, Raw Women's match. Yeah. Their fucking back was nice. The yes. shit talking when she was like, I'm going to rip your greasy hair off and sh- take like, sh- take like grab that lucky charm and shove it up your ass or something like that. I was like, whoa, Natty, yeah. where did this come from? And please press the gas a little harder on it. When she was like, bitch, I'm like, oh, Natty, I love you. Yeah, this is what I like because we know Natty's a good worker. I don't give a shit if you like it's it, the problem with Natalia has always been they don't give her a good storyline. No. That's really what it is. She knows how to wrestle. She's a freaking heart. You don't have to re- you don't have to question her abilities. They just always give her bad storylines. The farting. You know what I mean? So uh, good if she's gonna be the badass that tries to snatch the title and they're finally gonna give her the opportunity. Do I'm, it. I'm better in war than I am in love. Well, then you must be yeah. a terrible lover, bitch. Like, yep. Okay. Yep. And <laughs> then after that, yeah. And then after that is when she said the whole, like, uh, rip your greasy hair off. I was like, whoa, okay. Well, okay then. I will have to say, this That's is the part okay. where I did like to banter between uh, the announce team because <laughs> Corey Graves was putting over Naomi, but he was, like, making fun of her coat at first. And then, like, putting her over about how she's a former champion and that she's, you know, very athletic and blah, blah, blah. And then Renee was like, you never give her any credit. You never put her over for anything. And he's like, I just said that a couple seconds ago. And she's like, I'm still hung over the comment or the coat comment. And he goes, all right, Byron. And she's like, what a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yo, this is great. Like, Renee, Renee Young, I feel like, I feel like. I don't know. I'm going to say it like you know this. What? I feel like John Moxley was like, what are you going to do? Fire you? Just say whatever you oh, want to yeah. say. Oh, yeah. I bet you she, I bet you, I bet you that was a conversation they had at the kitchen table. Like, I'm what just... are they going to do? Fire you and have you, have you, Renee Young, go to my, comp, their competition, which is the company I work for? Oh, yeah. Because if you don't oh, think yeah. AEW wouldn't be like, uh, she's competent on the mic and that would be a female announcer, it would be stupid for them not to take her up if WWE tried to get rid of her. Well, I think, I, about, I think about, I think about, uh, how was I going to say, um, damn it, 
I just I lost my train of thought. It was about Renee. Oh, we we didn't mention this on uh, for Extreme Rules, right? Um, and it's subject to hearing. I know what I heard. Uh, but Shane tags in oh, and he starts pummeling yeah. the Undertaker. Undertaker reverses it, and she says he's fucked, and nobody addressed it. It just kind of like went under the wire. I'm like, Renee's kind of losing her tongue. <laughs> um, she came out and she's even said like that's not what i said and that's there's been people that she said <laughs> yeah like if this makes sense i don't give a shit i don't care like i think she's oh yeah like she can go on that's not what she meant bitch you don't give a fuck anymore bitch you don't it's care. okay it's okay girl we feel you that's <laughs> what the fuck i am half the time where i just like look at the baby i'm like what the shit you know what i mean you're good we love you yep everything's fucked <laughs> Just remember, in the words of Vince McMahon, it's good shit. It's good shit. It's good shit. <laughs> so, uh, Dolph Ziggler inter- uh, came on to Miz TV, said some stuff, said stuff about Miz's wife. Then Miz beat the shit out of him. Yeah. There was no match. Um, okay, but I want to talk about this. So, why Drake Maverick still can't seem to consummate his marriage. Because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so truth beat. Maverick in a very creative way of getting into Maverick's hotel room. I just have to say that. Um, but I love the fact that after the win, Corey Graves says, yeah, he beat him with a small package. I was like, that's that's just rude. <laughs> poor, right. Poor, poor Drake. <laughs> you know what? I have to give Drake's wife all of the credit in the world because she is fantastic. Like, because I also forgot who she was prior. I forgot that Renee Michelle actually competed in the Mae Young Classic. Um, I think it was the first one. And so I was like, oh, okay, she's going to go along with this wrestling. I, I enjoyed the 100% committal that's happening to two of them. It love it. I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. So... The last match of the night was the 10-man cross-branded all-star battle royal to earn a uh, universal title match against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Uh, A lot of big names in this match, which was really cool. Um, But Seth Rollins won, and I felt like the crowd really wanted Randy to win. So Yeah. Which I think... The crowd wanting Randy to win on Monday night will prelude why something happened on SmackDown. Right. If this makes sense, I'll say this. Like, that's the same crowd that was yelling at Alexa's match, wasn't it? Yes. So there was something up with that crowd in general. Because realistically, hot cities, you know, you got, you got, you got cold cities, you got hot cities, you got cities that are going to fucking read you for filth, and, and that's one of them. But I don't know, like, it just seemed like they were really weird in some of their cheering. Yep. They had some, they had some adamant, adamant feelings that night about shit I was not expecting. No. I was real. I will say this though, like, I Listen, I get that we don't like, you know, wrestling, WWE's been really good about um, screwing up matches and making a lot of things not not fun to watch. 
Um, every every fan that booed and went nuts uh, at that match, you fucking did it to yourself. You wanna know why? You bought a WWE ticket. You did that to yourself. You showed up to a live show during WWE's not doing the best time. And you expected a lot more. So every fan that booed, you're kind of a dick. Kind of a dick because you know what? If you didn't like it, like I get not liking it. But I mean, realistically, that one was stupid to me. I thought that 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 them booing at that part was just like, oh, what the hell? Like I get not enjoying it. But you at, at this point, if you don't want to go, just don't go. That's why the fan. That's why the seats are empty. Okay. Yep. Let WWE fix their shit. Don't don't be disrespectful. And they got disrespectful at moments. Like, oh, well, come on, guys. We still got to remember that there's still, there's still workers, too. Yeah. There's still workers. And they're getting screwed over by the company. The, the bitch at WWE, the Hubbard. Okay? Yeah. These guys are being I damn agree. near held hostage. They're damn near being held hostage. Okay? Like, I don't mind booing at shit where you know there are some people that you know have a sway. You just know it. Like, fucking Cena is a great example. You fucking know if Cena were to say something and if and if Vince were to tell him no and Cena were to pull the flex the muscle, Vince would Vince would rethink it. You know what I mean? Not everybody has that opportunity. So there are just some times where I think the fans need to understand. If you're not digging it, then you need to start sending a message and not showing You yep. need to start sending a message not clicking on the television. Don't be disrespectful to the damn workers. Okay. Chill the fuck out on that one because th- that match was not anywhere as bad as what the fuck they were acting. Well, that one, that one sincerely disappointed the fans. Really disappointed me at that moment. Yeah, I so mean, it happens, I, I but it is what it is. It happens. It happens. But that's why I think the Randy thing and why they didn't act as they, they the the weirdness at the ten person match in general. That was just a really fucking weird crowd that night. It was just in general, but we gotta we gotta roll this. So Seth, yeah. Seth wins. Um, and like I said, Randy, the crowd really was kind of cheering for like Randy, but it kind of preluded a lot of things too. So let's get into SmackDown, yep. which was yesterday on the 16th in my favorite place of all, Worcester, Massachusetts, or as Big E called it, Worcester, which is like the way wrong way to pronounce, pronounce it. My wife still makes fun of me because I can't pronounce it correctly either. So it is what mm-hmm. it is. So yeah. So actually, I don't know if you know this or not, but, um, I've been to the DCU and actually I went to CM Punk's last showing on SmackDown um, at, in that arena. Um, so it was kind of Oh, cool. really? Yeah, so I have like I have ties to it. Um, it was the first uh, wrestling show I went to was in Worcester, Massachusetts at the DCU. Uh, I used to live in a town called Auburn, which is actually like mm, it's like 15 minutes south of Worcester. So I was it's definitely a lot of fun knowing where like they're at and i'm like oh i really wish i could have been there because i know where they're gonna go eat and all this stuff and i was like i would have gone and met people but i would have marked out not gonna lie um but let's start this off right so right off the start uh ko was kicked out of the arena not allowed in shane mcmahon held a town hall uh roman reigns told him to kiss his ass uh the new day got their mic cut off charlotte was you know Given love, whatever. Uh, but what was really cool was that Cesaro was at the at the match and wanted to fight uh, Alistair Black again, which I thought this match was good. Obviously, not as good as their their first match, but credits to where credit is due. Cesaro still looked good in this match, even in loss. Uh, right. Even spinning out his mouthpiece after getting hit with the black mask. Just 
right. certain things that gave it that element of coolness. So big ups to that match. Charlotte Flair defeated Liv Morgan, where Liv Morgan then decided to say, um, I'm going to go away for a bit, but when I come back, I'm going to be, quote-unquote, real? Uh, like, yeah, it's cool. just doing a gimmick change. Yeah. That's what that is. It's a gimmick change. And you know what? I mean, good for her, because I don't really think whatever. Like, I understand that they slapped them together for the Riot Squad, but um, not having a plan for her. That was a solid plan when she went singles is right. not a smart route. So just kind of popping her against Charlotte. If this is to let the fans know she's doing a gimmick change, dope. If she comes back and she's the same exact person, then then whatever. I don't care. <laughs> That's how I, I look at it. Say, then I have to say then, I saw recently it's um, I saw recently on Instagram, uh Sarah Logan posted up a picture from early may to now and she like toned out like i didn't realize right. how much she actually toned out but she looked really good i was like yo so i know the girls are separated and stuff but um yeah well she's also like sarah logan's been having a little bit right swamp vikingness going on so i mean i don't know when they're gonna pull the trigger on her joining the viking Raiders, but that's gonna happen so you know <laughs> yeah um after that, uh, Bailey and Ember Moon defeated uh, Fire and Desire. I don't want to call them Manny Rose and Sonya Deville. I like Fire and Desire. Steve hates it. Suck it, Steve. You're not back yet. Uh, no, so- you know what? You know what? Steve's not the Suck it, Julie. Fire and Desire <laughs> it is. So- <laughs> uh, you know what, though? Hey, if it makes you happy, get it. Get it. I, it's just because like, I think the first time... It's a funny ass. The first time I told Steve... Steve didn't know they were called Fire and Desire. He thought it was Mandy and Sonya. And when I said, and we, it was a couple episodes ago, I was like, yeah, it's like Fire and Desire were together. And he's like, who's that? I was like, that's Mandy and Sonya. He's like, that's their tag team? I was like, yeah. You didn't know that? He's like, no. <laughs> and like the shock on his face or the shock in his voice was hilarious. I was like, all right. I guess you legitimately didn't know that. <laughs> right. Uh, Sometimes... WWE's really good about or certain shit like that. Right. They're sometimes their tag team make good names. They're whatever. Sometimes um, they fuck up. Really good names. Yep. But Bailey and Ember won this match. This is the match where uh, Bailey then offered a title shot to Ember Moon, which I was like, hey, that's this is exactly what we need. Just new faces in a title picture. I really appreciated right. this. Um. Then the New Day came out, hijacked Daniel Bryan's major announcement where the New Day accepted a, a rematch, but nobody said anything, so we don't even know if that's what it was. Uh, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and Elias, which, by the way, I forgot Elias had, like, entrance music. I don't know why. Right? I always forget that. I yep. just assumed, I, I, I just assumed for the longest time he did, and I was like, oh, they got rid of that. Okay, that's right. He doesn't have that. Yep, so when like, Samoa Joe... Mojo came out and he said something, and then somebody's music started playing. I was like, "Oh, is that Luke Harper?" Nope, it was Elias. I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> right? You do this like what in what now? And then obviously Randy Orton came out. Uh, Randy Orton scored a win over uh, Kofi Kingston, so that was major. Um, big ups to that. Right, right. What were you gonna say? 
No, I said right, right. Oh, okay. So <laughs> let me let's talk about this, right? So the Kabuki Warriors, which is a god awful name, uh, defeated the Iconics, but it was by countout, and I thought this was amazing because Peyton got kicked out of the ring, and the ref started counting, and they just stood there. They <laughs> they knew they weren't gonna win the match. They just stood there. Oh yeah. And took the ten count, and I was like, yo. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> right. I want to see what to do with the Kabuki Warriors because I want to like them because of who's involved with it, but I don't feel the packaging them right. However, I did fucking like the interaction the other day um, when the Iconics were acting sick and uh, it was Paige and the and they're facing each other off and Paige did that wicked ass slap across the face. I was like, <laughs> I felt that. So um I like that, but I don't know. It, 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 the packaging of Kabuki Warriors isn't doing it for me. And I feel bad because I like the rest. The iconics are amazing. Yeah. I love I I don't know. I really do I like live the for iconics. them. They're hilarious. Yep. <laughs> so um the next match that we had apollo cruz uh defeated andrade which yeah i was surprised i mean it was a good match but i was surprised yeah well i mean it's like that's you know it goes back to that 50 50 booking but yeah um, it is what it is just keeping it real i'm not i'm not worried right. about it uh but the last match of the night would have been Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. Um, and the match did not finish because Kevin Owens. Um, oh, yeah. This is something I want to talk about. Uh, and it was something that was brought up on Russell Talk as well. And I'm going to bring it up here. Uh, how many times do you think Shane has been hit with a stunner? Not enough. Apparently. Because in the That's beginning the of <laughs> Because <laughs> the beginning of the night, he like, he looked like oh, I'm sorry, he looked like Linda McMahon when she took her stunner by uh, Stone Cold. Are you Linda McMahon? I was looking like, because I was like, what? Every time I think of any person with the name McMahon taking a stunner, I think of Jericho describing when Vince McMahon took his first stunner and how he took it so bad and he just fell and he had a bottle of water as a description and just kind of let the bottle of water fall off his arm. Hilarious. That's why I feel like the McMahons are like, yeah, give me a stunner, but they don't know how to do a stunner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not like when The Rock sold it. <laughs> the no. Rock sold it. It was beautiful. But it was. But they, it... All, they all look drunk after they get hit with it. It's like they 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 get the stunner and immediately, boom, 12 pack in their system. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, the first stunner, like, Kevin, like, hit him with a kick and then, like, I don't know what Shane was doing because he just dropped for the stunner. And then, like, Kevin Owens, like, picked him up and then hit him with a stunner. But this time, uh, Shane just walked out, hit him with a stunner, and then ran. <laughs> so I was like, right, big ups. But it's weird, though, because, like, hopefully at SummerSlam, right, we're going to get this matchup where um, we're going to get this match of Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon are going to finish this all up. And we can, can just kind of write off uh, Shane for right. a little bit. or for Not for a little bit, for a long time. I don't even care. If we, he can come back at Royal Rumble. I don't really care. 
Uh, then you could do like the Road to WrestleMania story, but I just need him off TV. I just can't stand him anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's probably why I had a hard time with, like I said, that time with that first match in the pay per view. I can't handle anyone in the Mc. I I can't handle anyone man or fucking a McMahon just constantly on my television. Yeah. Goddamn lie to us when you said you listened. Said we hear you. We are going to change. No, you're not. Liars. Lying liars. Because, lying like, this was supposed to be the first. This was supposed to be the first show that Eric Bischoff took over, but apparently, like, he was even backstage. Like, he was nowhere to be found. Like, oh, I don't want to say that nowhere to be found. He was in. He moved his family to Connecticut. Up to the WWE, you know, by the WWE Center, so that way he could be kind of close. But you know, a bunch of people are reporting um, that he's just he hasn't been backstage yet, and that for every week that he's not there, like he's just kind of losing ground on what he wants to do. So I'm just kind of curious, like where SmackDown is going to go. But I'm really kind of interested in the Raw reunion show. To hopefully we get like the big, the big boost in like ratings for like WWE. But then. Like, we see stories carry on and just keep moving up and up and up. Because just Raw uh, was, it was just, it was a show. You know what I mean? It existed. It existed. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. There's this, with this with WWE, there's a lot. There's times where just, oh, yeah, that was the thing. Neat. You know, and <laughs> yeah. I hate, I hate that they do that to it. Because I'm just, uh, I, again, as I've said multiple times, there's literally not a point in my entire existence where wrestling has not been a factor. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, literally my entire life, my family's been into wrestling. And, ah, it's just, lately, it's just, I'm tired of getting the middle finger to it. It's just like, dude, you know, I'm tired. I, I know that it's it, it's hard to give a shit about your people because you got too big, but maybe I need to because, I'm real, again, if I see another fucking McMahon or someone screwing a McMahon on my television taking over storylines away from people that deserve it. Yep. I'm slapping Vince. Slapping <laughs> Vince. Sorry, buddy. I'm just taking you out, old man. I'm doing this because I care. <laughs> doing this because I care. If you were my grandpa, I would say the same thing. We'd have a sit-down family conversation. I can't do this intervention, Vince. I'm telling you. Stop putting your kids or people that screw your kids on TV. Please. Yeah. It's, uh, it is annoying. I definitely agree. It's it's distracting from the product. It's distracting from what the product's supposed to be. Like, are you a wrestling company or are you just it's just an acting company? Now, what are we doing? They're sports entertainment. That's what their Fuck, job is. They're, they're sports bullshit. That's what you're doing. I'm gonna go watch AEW and 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 the thing is, is I'm I'm gonna also say right now, Fight for the Fallen wasn't the cleanest pay per view I've watched in a while. It wasn't clean. There was a lot. I mean, that end was the end was messy where they timed it all wrong. The thank yous and shit. It wasn't clean, but it was better than what the hell I've been seeing lately because yeah. there was wrestling. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I agree. 100%. There was wrestling. I just want wrestling. That's why I watch it. I don't watch it for, I watch wrestling because there is a storyline, but I don't watch it for the storyline unless the storyline is compelling. But you ain't doing that. You're not doing it like it back in the day. You know, you had cutting edge back in the day or different tag teams. You had an, an it guy. And now you're trying to make people that don't have it the it guy. You're shoving them down our throat. And again, you're repackaging shit. Or Other than the McMahons and people that screw McMahon, 
other than McMahon's and people that screw McMahon's always being on my television, the other thing that bothers me, like I said, is this whole shoving Becky and Seth down our throat. There are just things that WWE likes to do that I really wish they would hold up because they sour people in our mouth in ways that I don't think is good for that person because that individual might not want it. I don't necessarily. I, I I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna assume that Triple H might want to be a nuisance to fans because he has been in this business. He's been on both, but because the way he allows it to happen with Vince and the storylines to be made for him, he does become a nuisance on my television. That's what the Becky Lynch stuff with Seth. It's like they keep doing these things over and over because they can't. Be fucking original or just shove wrestling. Just so don't worry about the story. We don't need it. I don't give a shit about a wrestling cup. I don't care. Right. Can they are they wrestling each other? Are they wrestling another team? No, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Whatever. I don't care. Well like the storylines are cool, they're good for flavor, but please just bring back my wrestling. God Let's okay, well let's talk about wrestling, but let's end this on a good note, right? Yeah. Uh, good note. So this- so the G1 Climax is going on right now. I just want to give updates on everything, right? So uh, Lance Archer, Kenta, and Okada have four points apiece. Uh, Bad, Bad Luck Flay has two. Evil, Osprey, Sonata also have two. Kota Ibushi, okay. uh, Zack Sabre Jr., and Tanahashi do not have any points currently. They're all zeros. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. did throw like his big kind of... Cryfest, I guess is the way to call it, um, at the end of the last match, which I thought was very funny because um, uh, Zach was trying to tap him out, but he didn't get the job done. So that's all in Block A. In Block B, uh, Moxley, Ishii, and Robinson have four points apiece. That's Juice Robinson. Uh, Taichi, Yano, and Go- uh, Goto, and uh, Takagi all have two points. Cobb, Naito, and White have zero. So the leader of the Bullet Club hasn't won a match yet, which I find crazy. Um, right. I know they're all going into their third matches this week. So Wrestling. Yeah, real wrestling. Good, real wrestling. Positive. Good shit. It's good <laughs> shit. Good. It's good shit. I can't, I can't wait to see the... I can't wait... To see the Moxley Juice Robinson rematch. And oh my god, that's gonna be so good. I'm not gonna Especially lie. Especially, my I have a buddy of mine that randomly sends me pictures of Moxley chewing on fucking face, and I just die every time. I'm <laughs> like, look at this Hannibal Lecter looking motherfucker eating his face. I also cannot wait for the Osprey Okada match. That's the next one I I can't wait to see. I know they have the schedules out. I haven't really checked them out. I've just been kind of following, like, loosely. Um, right. But it has caught my attention a lot, um, especially because it's, it's Moxley and Kenta are both in the matches. Um, uh, yeah. Man, I, I, I would like to see them. But I don't see them being a consistent matchup, but I would like to see them at least. Right. I, I, don't, want... I, just, I don't care. I just want to watch them wrestle. I do. I want to see good. Sorry. Ooh. I want to see yeah, good matches. Good. <laughs> That's really what it is. It's it's let's get it on. Uh that, again, positive that was a good positive no. Let's talk about good rest. Yeah, that was a good idea. That was a good <laughs> idea. Alright. Well Julie, why don't you go ahead and give them your plugs? Uh as per usual, you can find me on Instagram and back almost at the ninety pounds down mark. So hey. that's cool. We'll be looking into 
Like, I'm not getting into multi-level that marketing bullshit coaching or anything. But I am going to probably start at least trying to open up something for people to have an open conversation. If they have any ideas where they want to get recipes or anything, you can hit me up and I can give you feedback and we can, you know, crush the day together. So, again, add a little less Chewbacca. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, you guys can always find me at CM underscore Miller 85. Uh, you guys can find me here with Julie Chewbacca on Frankensteiner. You guys can also find us on Get the KO. And also you can find me on Nerds of the Round Table. Um, the other thing you guys can check out is tonight is actually episode three. Uh, so my debut match for AUW. So if you go on to AUW Wrestling on YouTube, you guys can actually watch the match there. Um, a lot of fun. I have a lot of learning to do. I know this. Um, and you guys just nice <laughs> stuff. But it's cool because I've only had five wrestling matches. Um, but yeah, so uh, you guys can catch us catch us same time next week, I guess. <laughs> right, right. All right, well, bye, everybody. (laughs) Peace, guys.